Can you experience wholeness without experiencing pleasure? With the craziness of your schedule, no wonder you feel fractured. All of your obligations pulling you in opposite directions, you are scattered all over the place. In today's episode, I offer wisdom on how to gather yourself and experience wholeness. Not by sitting and meditating for an hour, but by having some fun. So why aren't you spending more time relaxing and having fun? If you're like me, you've been tuned into Mindshatter with its infinite scroll of chores. Today's wellness tool. You ready? Today's wellness tool is to write down on your pleasures list of fun things that you are excited to try. Write down the silliest things you can think of that just might be fun and then do one of them. You're going to write down a bunch of fun things, silly things, ridiculous things, and then pick one of them. Just one and this week, do it. This will help you practice letting go of judgments about your desires. This will help you shift from the mindset of pleasure being guilt-inducing to being healing. Ah. (laughs) Sometimes I feel guilty when I take time off of work to do something fun. It can feel like I'm doing something wrong when I'm not being productive. I have a lot of judgments about the pleasure that I choose My inner critic warns me that this had better be good, Lucky. We are sacrificing a lot to be here. It's kind of like when my friend took his daughter and her friend to a sports park here on Maui. The admission price was high. Big surprise. (laughs) Everything on Maui is expensive. And when his girls were bored after 45 minutes... And they were hinting around that they were ready to leave. He wasn't real happy. He felt like they needed to have more fun and get their money's worth. That's kind of like my mind chatter telling me that, hey, you're taking time off of work to do this fun thing, man. It better be fun or you're in big trouble, Missy. My best answer to this is my answer to most things acceptance and practice. (laughs) Neither of them are very glorious or anything you can really take a lovely shiny picture of and post on social media, but both acceptance and practice can lead us to joy and peace. It might be hard to take time off of work to do something fun, especially if it's not a guaranteed home run. Most things aren't guaranteed home runs. When you accept that the activity will not be perfect, right? 
when you go in with the expectation of imperfection, then it'll be a little bit easier to accept that 45 minutes just might be the maximum amount of fun that two teenagers can squeeze out of putt-putt and bumper boats. And don't forget practice. Most things, when we practice them, we get better at it. R&R included. If you commit to trying a new fun activity every Saturday afternoon for the next six months or the next six weeks, your mind chatter might insist that you can't afford taking that time off of work. But after a few weekends in a row of Saturday free time, you'll get better at relaxing and your mind will calm down. It's like a child asking for a candy bar at the checkout. If you're consistent about saying, I love you and would you like some grapes instead, your little one will eventually get with the program. Today's wellness tool is to engage in pleasure, but not just any pleasure, something completely silly and out of character. In the park or in the backyard, go out and blow some bubbles or twirl a ribbon or learn to juggle, learn to yodel, learn to hula hoop, build a model airplane, fold a paper airplane, climb some steps and release it. Yes, I love it. Go for it. I can't wait to hear from you to see how fun silliness is in your life. Okay, let's switch into a slightly different topic. Actually, I guess it's the same topic. It's just on a deeper level. The question is, is there such thing as a stupid desire? Based on the conventions of your identity, you have probably established parameters for what you find pleasurable or what you should find pleasurable. I hate that word. (laughs) Throw that word out of your vocabulary. No more shoulds. I am suggesting that when you're creating your pleasures list, the list of things that you desire, stay open to any and all wants that pop up. Even the ones that your knee-jerk reaction might say, hell no. If you've created an identity as an intuitive artist, then you might be thinking that artists like you do these kinds of things to relax, not those kinds of things. If you're a political advocate for the underserved, or maybe your identity is a badass weightlifter, again, you might think that doing these kinds of things in your free time is okay. But those kinds of things, no, no, no. People like you, no, they don't, mm -mm, nope. (laughs) But what do you do when you put pen to paper and you are surprised to learn that some part of you wants to try wrestling? Really? I am so excited for you to read my book, Quiet Your Mind Shutter. But it's not done yet. I'm still working. In the meantime, I have my first coaching book to offer you. It's called Willing Souls, S-O-L-S. 
willing because we are willing to surrender our old ways of thinking and to practice being present in the moment. Souls is S-O-L-S, the Spanish word for sun, because as we shed layers of mind chatter's lives, we become a beacon of light to others. You can buy a copy for yourself and one for your auntie and one for your uncle on wellnesswithlucky.com or find it on Amazon. But what do you do when you put pen to paper and you are surprised to learn that some part of you wants to try wrestling? Really? (laughs) In high school, your brothers wrestled. You kind of wanted to wrestle but for a lot of reasons, you didn't. You were maybe the quote-unquote wrong gender. Or maybe your brother's one state every year. And pff, how could you compete with that? Now that you're opening yourself to new fun activities, that desire to wrestle has surfaced again. Mind chatter might immediately bark at you. That is a st- Stupid desire. You shouldn't want that. That was a bad idea back then and it's a bad idea now. Seconds ago, wrestling was not even on your radar. But now all of a sudden you are in mortal fear. You're afraid that writing wrestling on your list will commit you to wearing one of those outfits that wrestlers wear. That alone makes wrestling a big fat no. If something potentially embarrassing is asking to be included on your pleasures list, give voice to it. Maybe it's not embarrassment that's giving you pause, but inadequacy. Maybe you're afraid that wrestling or learning to cook Indian food Or if you try writing a novel, maybe if those things really sound like fun, but there's a really good chance that you're going to try it and fail. Maybe that is keeping you from writing it on your pleasures list and giving it a chance. When you choose courage and drop all of the preconceived judgments about yourself, you open yourself to divine opportunities. You have no idea what you're opening up for yourself. That's where the faith comes in. That's where the courage comes in. If you just keep doing the same things that you've been doing, you're going to keep getting the same things you've got right now. I know you're listening to this podcast because you desire change and you're ready for it. I'm not telling you to quit your job and go on some crazy adventure around the world and spend all your savings. I'm telling you, Just take a little baby step into the unknown. Maybe when you seek out a gym that has a wrestling program for adults, you will connect with exactly the people you need to challenge you in healthy ways and to love you with gentleness. Another possibility of why an undesirable desire is asking to be written onto your list It might be your inner child reaching out for healing. It is entirely possible 
that your younger self doesn't actually want you to get into wrestling. Maybe she is testing you to see if you will listen to her idea or if you will shame her. If you listen to your inner child, to your inner voice with a warm heart and with a sense of humor, you go ahead and YouTube a girl. You, you watch a YouTube tutorial and in your living room, you attempt some wrestling maneuvers with your pillow as your opponent then maybe your inner kiddo will trust you with her truest desires, the things that will heal you both. As a child, if you grew up in an abusive household, survival may have monopolized your agenda. I grew up with a rageaholic father. He never laid a hand on me, so... I didn't actually realize I was being abused. I always had clean clothes. I always had enough to eat. I got to be in the school band. And a few times my mom and my sister and I drove down to Florida from our home in Cincinnati. And we got to be on vacation on the beach. My, si <laughs> my sister Terry was a big Reds fan. And she wanted to see spring training in Plant City. I just wanted to go beach. We argued a lot over our, our itinerary for the day. My mom was kind of stuck in the middle. So I had enough of these regular, normal things in my life that I thought I should have that, you know, look at all this stuff that means I'm normal and I'm okay, right? I didn't realize that I was being abused. I didn't realize that my father was neglecting me when he never talk to me. He never asked about my school projects or my grades or my thoughts. But because of this and because of his unpredictable bursts of anger, I learned to be on guard all of the time. And I learned to be a people pleaser. I learned to expect nothing good and to prepare for the bad thing that was going to happen. I became a workaholic because I was trying to earn his love. If I got good enough grades and I learned to play the trumpet good enough, then he would love me. Achieving was a healthy distraction back then. Maybe you too developed some top-notch survival skills which protected you. I am so thankful for that. That our truest selves created these separate personalities, these inner children, to handle all of the harm, all of the toxic poison that our truest, most tender-hearted self could not handle. The good news, are you ready for the good news? It's over! Yes! <laughs> My child is over! My childhood is over. Your childhood is over. You survived it. Good job. As an adult, you have created a healthy, loving environment for yourself, haven't you? You've got people who love you. Now, your brain can focus on joy and adventure and silliness instead of focusing on how to deal with being trapped in a scary situation. 
In my book that I'm writing, which is also called Quiet Your Mind Chatter, I wrote this. When you are engaged in play, your inner child hears the secret knock on the door, signaling that she can come out. The scary part is over. It is in this moment that you can experience wholeness when all of your parts coalesce into one trustworthy whole. That's why today's wellness tool is <laughs> to get your silly on. Invite your people over for a karaoke party. When you are singing off key and your imperfect hips are swaying to the beat, the little kid in you releases the breath that she has been holding. When you trust that it's okay to take a break and have fun, your inner child senses that she's safe. She realizes that you, her loving parent, are capable of taking really good care of her. Inside of this safe space, there is no need for mind chatter. As I close out today's episode, I congratulate you for daring to be your silliest self. Not every moment, but letting your guard down for a few minutes once a week will signal for those muscles in the back of your neck to relax. When your body relaxes, your mind will follow. Are you looking for a good book to read to plant excellent, lovely, loving thoughts into your brain, which can replace the negative mind chatter that's going around and around and around right now? Buy my book, Willing Souls, How to Brave Uncertainty and Find Peace. It's on my website for sale, wellnesswithlucky.com, or you can buy it on Amazon. If you received an insight from today's episode, yes, I love that. I love when God helps you through me. Woo, my favorite. Review this podcast and share it on social media, blessing others with wellness tools to quiet their mind chatter. 